Court, the movie podcast where Sean and Jan watch it. Yudge shit. And most importantly, yeet shit. Hey, <laughs> we are the law. It's a me. I'm from Sweden. A midsummer. Ooh, we are in Sweden, midsummer. Oh, Hi. Like that one. You, got, you went full bork, bork, bork at the end there. Bork, 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 bork. It's a me, Ingar Mar Bergman. I direct a film. <laughs> there is lady and they have love they is love each other. Okay, let's get right to it. Sean, yes. please summarize the film we just saw, Midsummer, the titular piece. Okay. Uh in Swedish Bork voice. Okay. Oh, I can't do it that long. I can't do it. I anymore. feel like if I hadn't stopped you just now, you would have done it forever. Bork, 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 bork. Uh first of all, bork, bork, bork. That's and right. uh furthermore, bork, 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 bork. Um we just I, saw Wicker Man by Woody saw, Allen. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. We saw um, we saw Midsummer. Uh, well, this is this full disclosure for all of the people listening. We have both seen this movie before. We have, but we saw it separately. Yes, and it was just too. This movie, frankly. Is just too fucked up for us not to discuss for our dear listeners. We got to talk about it. There's certain films that we are just drawn towards. Yeah. And it's usually films that uh, white men are just drawn towards. Yeah. And I feel like this falls right in there. This is really some white guy shit. Some sweet spot. This yeah. is a movie f- both to uh, attract uh, white men and repel, and repel non-white people. Yeah. Well, it's also to repel and it's white totally guys. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 like a, it's like moths to a flame. It's equally attractive and repellent because you just fly, 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 and then suddenly, uh, you're inside a bear suit and on fire. Yes. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Before uh, we uh, talk about the movie, we will talk about uh, what I ate. Cause oh. Because you, you didn't eat anything. I did not eat anything. I saved the show as per usual. Thank you. By eating as per usual. Yeah, Eating you love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my go-to combo, uh, a, a popcorn and a diet soda, uh, and some Nestle Crunch. You love the fucking Bunch of Crunch. I do like Bunch God of Crunch. God damn it. I do not like. I did not pay for the Bunch of Crunch. What? Uh, yeah. I did stole you steal it? it? On accident. You I didn't steal it accidentally. It. I did. Uh, I, I put it in my pocket. <laughs> And yeah. I meant to take it out of my pocket. Yep. But I got distracted. Been caught stealing once when I was five. That is the best uh, uh, Jane's Addiction song. It's a good by, song. By which I mean it's the only good Jane's Addiction <laughs> song. Um, it has steel drums in the live version that I like. Really? Yeah. I don't know if the regular one has a... No, that's Jane Says. Uh, you know that one? Sorry. Okay, we cannot talk about... We cannot talk about Perry Farrell and Flea and Dave Let's Navarro. Let's talk about it. But what I got distracted <laughs> by, and I, I really got distracted, was a woman in a Def Leppard shirt. A very okay. a, a form-fitting Def Leppard shirt. Oh, nice. But more importantly, two hats. Explain. She had on a Panama Jack hat. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then just... Another fucking Panama Jack hat. What? Right on top of it. Were they like... Uh, and, and it wasn't like I'm accidentally wearing two hats. Okay. There was separation. Style choice. Yeah. Were they complementary colors or something that were meant to look good together? We had a moment where I'm just staring at her, right? Yeah. And she turns around and our eyes meet. Uh-huh. And I, she just kind of gave me like a, like a, what are you looking at face? <laughs> and I went, two hats, all right. <laughs> You said out loud? Yes. Oh, God. And then I forget 
that I have a bunch of crunch in my pocket. Oh, yeah. And usually, because you've seen me, usually the guy is like, so popcorn, uh, he's usually like popcorn, large diet soda, fat boy. And what else? And that's when I reveal the bunch of crunch. I'm like, and a bunch of crunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I'll say, and these bad boys. There's something stupid. But I've already, I've just looked a woman in a Def Leppard shirt. Yeah. Uh, We're talking about hysteria or what? I don't know. Pyromania? I don't. I'm not. You've got me here. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to go cut for cut with you on Def Leppard. Um, pour some sugar on me, <sighs> dude. Is that that is one of their Evil, songs? Evil right? Eddie was on it. That's not even Def Leppard. <laughs> Evil Eddie. <laughs> there were tired, there were flames on it. Okay, it sounds great. Does that have? Is that a hint? That does not help me. Sadly. But uh, I was flabbergasted, mm-hmm. and then uh, and and furthermore, uh, now we'll talk about the Orange Julius uh, previewlius. Oh, see the previews what, of the film. This is what happened. Okay, yeah, let's go let's, here. Let's, um, let's walk through it. I thought I started at eleven. You sure did. But you spent all goddamn day. Yeah. Complaining about how it started at eleven. Yeah. But it started at ten ten. Dear listeners, it didn't even start at eleven. Yeah. And I mean, Sean, my texting with Sean today was the most Eeyore texting of all time. No. He was down in the dumps about this 11 start time. It led to a series of events where we couldn't hang out beforehand. Then he couldn't eat. And it was all because of this 11 o'clock start time. Turns out, we didn't even start at 11. <laughs> the, the eating was not because of the time. You, you were conflating two different things. The eating. Now, here's what happened. You got depressed about the start time at no, around 3 o'clock today and refused to do anything fun after that. That is not true. That is what happened. That is absolutely yep. not. I went home. I I had a late meal at work, and then I went home and we watched The Born Identity. You sulked. And I tried to convince you to go to a 640. I couldn't. I was eating. And, yeah, I know. And it was supposed to be with you, Sean. But no, I had to eat alone because you were at home sulking about the start time of this film, and you have the start time right. I was not sulking. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we got that out. Uh, but it actually was, I think it all worked out in our favor. It did work out well. And that brings us to, instead of doing our best feature, our year of the fi- oh. feature, I'm going to start with our worst part of the movie, oh. Low Main, Low Man of the Totem Pole. You're starting with Low? Because... The first 40 minutes of this film do not need to exist or happen. Yeah. We came in at a perfect time, almost a perfect time. Yeah. Uh, Ari Aster has made two films. Mm -hmm. They have the exact same arcs. Yes. It starts with tragedy Mm -hmm. and then some sort of uh, horror element after the... After the, it's not a, it's never a mundane tragedy. It's always a horrific tragedy. Yes, but it's there's nothing supernatural about said tragedy. No. Uh, well, as it turns out, as good as the tragedy was in Hereditary, which is yeah. one, which is the great scene in Hereditary, the super horrific, awesome scene. Yeah. Uh, the tragedy in this, as tragic and horrific as the actual actions are, unnecessary. Yeah, or at least it doesn't need to be that long. It's it's kind of grueling in scope. And yeah, length. and like I said, we were forty-five minutes late at least, and ah, yeah, and and I I felt like this the movie was actually serviced by us being late this time. Yeah, I mean, I think if we went in that late, having not ever seen it before, I might go, wait, why is she so sad? What's happening? But but you could get to all that with a few uh like. 
uh, foreboding lines. Yeah, you wouldn't. You don't have to like they. They explicitly show what happens. Yeah, I think there's something cool about the way it all looks. I like the hoses taped onto her mouth. Is pretty, <laughs> pretty horrific, but pretty awesome. Sure, but I but I don't even think you know you need like this movie. The horror is there without having to show like. Oh, there's my dead mom in my in my dreams. Or yeah, it's just I didn't I just didn't think it was necessary. Like okay. the horror of this film is the daylight folk horror, which yeah. I think is a cool conceit mm-hmm. and hasn't been done in a while. Yeah, uh, and and I think of these this new batch of Wicker Man inspired folk horror movies. Yeah, I think this is the best one. Who? What are uh, the other ones? I mean the Vich and oh yeah, I didn't like Nicholas Cage's Wicker Man. Oh, that one's miserable. <laughs> But it's kind of fun and miserable. Um, I think, yeah, I think my least favorite is also just the time. Right. There's just sometimes in the rituals, and I'm fine with a bunch of rituals, but... Do you just mean length? Usually, uh, but yes. Usually, okay. and, usually this, and this is even shortened by 40 minutes. <laughs> that's true. But usually about halfway through each ritual, I'm like, well, that's enough of this ritual. Right. They've been spinning for so long. That that may be like a, we just saw this for the second time. Yeah, because I I do, I did not uh, find myself troubled by the length of anything the first time. I don't think this is a super great repeat viewing movie. Some of it is good. Stretch. I think um, I think some of the stuff is funnier on a repeat viewing. And, and since we're into it, let's talk about what didn't work about this movie. Okay. Um, and I'm going to do a vi- the br- the briefest of summaries. Okay. This is um uh. Basically, a ver- a bereaved woman who has just lost her family, yes, uh, is uh, ends up with her kind of gaslighting shitty boyfriend Dish, on on yeah. her on her boyfriend's trip to a commune in Sweden. Yes, like kind of a world's lamest Burning Man. Yes, and then uh, slow brooding horror transpires. Yes, uh, and if you've seen Hereditary, it really does follow that same arc, and it's kind of like. Hereditary Plus. Yeah. And Ari Aster definitely has a thing that he does. Mm-hmm. He does it pretty well. Yeah. And I do think this is better than Hereditary. Oh. But I think it is thematically almost identical. Yeah. Um, I, and, and, yeah, go and ahead. And for me, that's like the weakest part. Yeah. I, th- I think I felt this way about Hereditary, and I feel it about this, is I just don't care about any of the characters. It's so fucking crazy to me. I just don't care about them. Because I think the characters... Because your guy, Mm -hmm. who I'll say shit like that about like the Mission Impossible movies. Oh, yeah. And you'll be like, no, they're fun. I love the characters in the Mission Impossible movies. And in this, I think these characters have humor and are, to me, realistic and and, uh, like real world people. Yeah. And I... Now, here's a different question. Yeah. Do you not care about them... Because they're all awful. <laughs> that I think that is most of it. That because they are all awful. Yeah, I, it's weird because I think Danny, of all the characters, the the female lead, right. uh, she's likable, and mostly I want things to not happen to her. She's somewhat likable. Yeah, she's not as bad as like Tony Collette's character, who is like sure. horrible. No, I, th- I, th- I think like if that is indeed your point, you have a point. There's no likable character. Ever. Yeah. 
it sort of does the thing that like Wes Craven does at the end of all of his movies, where like everybody's bad, but yeah. like everybody's bad from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like it's not like you know being savage turns you into a bad person or something. It's like, well, we're just shit. <laughs> we're just all shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're just all shitheads. So when they get killed, I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. It all feels like they're little puzzle pieces, you know, little little pawns in his game, and I'm and I don't actually mind that as I'm watching it. It's just I think the more I think about it, I just kind of go, eh, I don't really care what happens. No, I, I get it, and, and I, like I totally like I I totally get that. Yeah, um, but I do think they're well rendered characters. Yes, and I think like some of Oster's tra- or Aster, I don't know how to say it, Ari Aster, Ari, Ari, Ari. You're a wizard, Ari. <laughs> yep. But I tell you, I do think that like yeah. all Caucasian people are going to start naming their kids Jewish names. Yes. I think that's going to be the next wave. Lots of Iras, you said. Like instead of Sophie and like everyone's name, like Sophie or like Tucker, like a, like a Johnny Cash name. Like, this is my son Cash. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just going to be like, you know what? Jew names. Irving. Ira. Irving. <laughs> this is my son, Irving Johnson. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I, I mean, I, I just feel like this is coming. This is Saul. Saul <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> like, like. This is Saul McCormick. <laughs> I'm oh. into it. I, and I might do this myself. Yeah. I'm going to name uh, myself a Jewish name. Yeah. Oh, nice. If you could name yourself a Jewish name, what would it be? You can't say Max. Max is a cool name, but it's cool for everyone, not just I do really like Irving. Irving. There's like a... I think it's in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. One of the characters' name is Irving. And it's like one of the guys who works at the gas station that Jonathan Winters destroys... Yes. I think one of his names is... I've never seen his memory. What? Sorry. Um, it's it's strangely longer than this movie. It's like one of the longest movies of all time. It's so I, long. I think I'd go like even more hipster than a Brooklyn Jewish hipster name. Oh, okay. I'd do something like Moj. Oh, Moj. yeah. What about just the name Moyle? Oh, Moyle. <laughs> Not enough people named Moyle anymore. Uh and- <laughs> And you know there was there's actually an NC seventeen three plus hour cut of this film. No, and I predict genital mutilation in that one. Oh, I think they cut out some genital mutilation. Do you think Christian gets deballed and deep? Well, our listeners don't know who Christian is, but he is the gaslighting boyfriend. He is the I bad boy. I don't think it's Christian. Oh, I think it may have been Mark the. Mark, who our listeners don't know that as bad as the character played by Will Poulter. Yes. Who I might add is the best actor in this. He's awesome. He's very good in this. He You've plays seen the him dickhead friend. You've seen him in, he's in that like comedy RV movie, the new National Lampoon's Vacation. What? He is the, that's like his break, his first performance, I think. Christ. Uh, and then he, uh, he was going to play Pennywise the Clown. He would have been incredible as Pennywise. Very, he would have been very good at that. Uh, and he's really fucking good in this. He's so great. But I feel like because he is so dastardly and terrible, and and you don't see his demise in this. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe, just maybe, they he, pull his he, dick he, off. He got the oil. Well, the there's a young lady who lures him away from the table. Yes, and later we see her a little bit beaten up, which yeah. makes me think that Mark tried to fight back. Yeah, and I love the little levels of detail that Oster puts into his movies like that. Like we never see Mark and the aforementioned lady battle. No, but I like that if you're paying close attention, there's little details. Yeah, you see some cuts on the face. You're like, wow, he was like, fuck this, I'm not getting killed. So we've been through the worst. Mm-hmm. 
What's your beef lamb gyro of the picture? What's the best thing? Um, I think it you, is. You can't say music. You've said music too many times. Oh, I do like the music, but um, I think it is Will Poulter as Mark. He's really good. He uh, he won is funny. Let the record show Sean cares about this character. I he he may be the one I care about, though he is a dickhead. <laughs> He's a dickhead. This is the thing. He's got some really good lines. He's got a lot of funny lines. And I think he is he seems to me at least, maybe because I am this kind of dickhead, to be a mostly harmless dickhead. Mm-hmm. I think he is just like a what the fuck is this shit kind of guy. He's like, This fucking sucks. Hey, look at this dumb hat. You know, he's just like that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Who says, Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> the rest of them are studious anthropologists, except yeah. for uh, Florence Pugh, yes, the uh, the, t- the not the title character, but the main character, <laughs> who co- constantly frowns and looks like she is saying her name Pugh. Pugh, uh, although she's really good, she is very she's, good, she's really good in it. I think nearly everyone is good in this. Uh, yeah, I think all the actors are pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I think the black dude is bad. Yeah, um, I can't remember his name. Uh-oh. He's in a famous TV show. He plays a character really? named Heidi, I believe. Heidi, Heidi, Chidi, Heidi. I don't know. It sounds great. It's like a Haitian name. Okay. He's, and he's great in that show. Yeah. And in this, I feel, and it might be the director. Yeah. Because his performance, and actually, you know, he has one pretty good scene. So I'm going to take it back. He is good. Okay. But it, it feels like his the, his only character trait is very studious. Yes. Because he's just always, always taking notes and doing, th- and like, it's like every scene he's in. Yes. He's taking notes or responding. Taking to pictures of things. Being anth- being an anthropologist. And it's just like, good grief, man. That's his thing, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. But yeah, everybody's pretty good in this. Even the guy from, uh, uh, um, who is it? There's there's some indie band. that The guy, Pele. What? I, I told you before the thing. Pele's really... in some indie band? Yeah, he's in, um. Uh... Shit balls. You did tell me this, but I don't remember which one. Yeah, I, I, I keep wanting to say Beach House. It's not Beach House at all. Oh, no. God damn it. I would hope he's not it's in Beach a band House. band I actually like. I Beach House is today. the world's most boring band. Yeah. Yeah, it's but that would be some Ari Aster shit. Oh, yeah. He likes Ah, oh, It's going to drive me crazy that I forgot. But, uh, so my, 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 my hero. Yes. Uh, and I'm not going to get into the specifics, because I, I want, uh, you cannot spoil these scenes. But there are some of the great... Horrific scenes. Ooh, yeah. In this movie, that should all like that should always be remembered. Like Hereditary doesn't get there. No, with a, with a, there's a pretty good. The topless scene with that girl is great. Um, the topless scene, the beheading scene. Oh, okay, got it. That's just a joke. I'm never gonna get rid of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's a scene in this, and it's very gruesome and violent. That is just a classic. It's an all-timer. It's really good. And it, the way it's shot is really cool. And, uh, you know, that scene and then, like, just the 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 acid trip. Like, okay, so we watched Mandy not too long ago. Yes. That's a very trippy movie. Yes. But if you told me the film, Panos Cosmatos, the director of that movie, had actually never done hallucinogens, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I believe you. Sure, he just likes colors. Ari Aster has done himself some tripping. He's been to Bonnaroo. He's been to to <laughs> yeah. Coachella because he simulate the, the you trip watching this movie. Yeah, like I know you've never done any of that stuff. No, I'm a good but, person. Like, the flowers breathing. Yeah, and, like everything breathing the way mm-hmm. it does, and the, the like he nailed it. Okay, and so I and and uh, and again the acting's really good again because the terrible cucking boyfriend. Yes. Uh, he 
he portrays being in the grips of a bad trip as perfectly as you can. He's really good You're at it. You're not screaming, clawing, trying to get bugs out of your skin. Yeah. You're just holding on for dear life, gripping your own knees, yeah. kind of rocking back and forth. He gets real over, small. Man. He gets yeah. real small. Yes, he does. His mouth gets so small, yes, yes, and his eyes does. get small. He gets tries to just get as tiny as he can so he doesn't have to see any of this stuff. But on the whole, I find... I'm glad. Now, Ariaster may be a one-note weirdo who makes overly uh, indulgent movies, yeah. but I, for one, am glad he's making them. Oh yeah, I mean, I will go see at least one more movie. We'll see. You know, I don't know how many more. I don't know how many more he will make. But <laughs> how will, many times can he hit this note? <laughs> I bet he can do it a few more times. I'd be interested to see him not hit this note. Yeah. I would watch an Ariaster uh, comedy. Oh, because there are a lot of good funny moments in his in his shit. I think I was talking to a friend of the show, Josh Lewis. Oh, and he he was saying that he thought it would be cool to watch Ari direct a movie uh, from someone else's script. Okay, I don't um, I don't dislike his scripts because I'm into all that dumb occult stuff. Oh yeah, I like and his. You scripts. Remember, this is movie two. That's true. I mean, how many people make a good movie, second movie along? You know, most people make one good movie and then they're done, or they don't make a movie until they're like tenth movie. He's he's got two in and he's doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, did you? So, what was your favorite? Just the gruesomeness? No, the, just there the are specific some, scenes. I don't want to talk about the specific scenes. Okay, but there is a truly. We'll just call it the cliff scene. Okay, there is a truly classic. Cliff, cliff scene. Okay. That I think will go down in horror history. Okay. And then furthermore, I, I'll say, I just think that the bits of humor are very nice. Since we're, we're, since I've already said my top, can we talk about the music now? Hit me. I like the music a lot. It's really good. It's quite good. I think it is, it is verges on uh, telling a lot more than, you know, sometimes I'm okay with, but. Uh, it's done by the Haxon Cloak. Yes. British producer who uh, did the music for a movie I love so much called Black Hat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love so much. You love Black Hat. I love Black Hat more than any man has a right to love Black Hat. <laughs> I know that my love of Black Hat far exceeds Black Hat's sexual worth. Yes. It would have to. <laughs> Yet I remain unrepentant. Yeah. I think, um, I think the music does a really good job of being I guess maybe because the tone is so herky-jerky in it, the music is helpful because it's like, okay this is a happy time, this is a sad time, ooh, this is a scary time because I think in this movie, kind of in the same way that like some Korean movies where you watch them and you're like, wait, what is the is this a funny scene? Yes. Or is this a scary... I don't even know if I'm scared or funny, having a funny time right now. And I think the music kind of helps you along a little a little bit. Right. So, for instance, this song, that, that, that scene I mentioned before that I think is like this indelible horror scene. Yeah. My bass player laughed out loud uproariously at it. Oh, yeah. And I think that's fine. That's where Ari Aster puts you. Yes. There will be scenes that you cannot believe are happening. Yeah. That are both horrific and hilarious. Yeah. And that's pretty cool to me, I think. Yeah, I like it. There is a certain liminal feeling where like I don't know I don't know what I'm doing. This guy's getting his head crushed, but it's kind of funny. 
<laughs> and, yes. and also, it's like, I think the, it is, I mean, this is a Verhoeven thing too, but like, the, there's like a brutality and a viciousness, and you're like, ugh, and gross, mm-hmm. and then... Once someone, once it gets so brutal and so crazily violent, you start to, you have to laugh at some point. Yeah. And there's also like the long kind, people have been describing it as an orgy. It isn't an orgy. It's like a sex scene with a, with a bunch of people watching. Sure. And that scene is like scary, weird, then eventually it has to be funny. Like you, you has to, it has to be funny. You know, it's not a horror movie in the traditional sense. No. At all. It's like an unease movie or something. Yeah, it's like <laughs> cringe mumblecore. Icky feeling movie. Hardcore. Cringe mumble hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Cringle hardcore. Cringle, cringle tint. Chris Cringle. But there's like, there's like an almost perfection once they get to the commune yeah. place. Like, it really does... You go into this world, and you're trapped in there with these kids. Yeah. And you experience it with them. And, like, the... You know, it, it tries to say bigger things about, like, gaslighting and, you know, to, you know male toxicity and all sure. that stuff. But, and I don't know how much it really succeeds there. And it, like, tries to yeah. do a bigger thing. It tries to cancel every dude in it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and they are miserable gets. Yeah. But I don't think it, like, I don't think that's the where the movie's strength lies. No. Well, I was talking to you uh, just as we left the theater. The guy who plays Christian, and I don't remember his name either. I don't know. He's um, really good, though. He's awesome. Really good. Uh, I was reading some interview with him, and he said when he went to a screening, everybody was like, like, as they were leaving the theater, they were like, yeah, serves him right. Like, a lot of people were just kind of like, I've happy that. that Christian was dead. Yeah. Which I, to some extent, understand because he is the villain. I mean, uh, if anyone is the villain, he he and the evil people of, of Sweden are the villain. <laughs> but uh, he was kind of like, what? Well, I mean, he was a dickhead, but I don't think he deserved to all die. That. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he deserved Spoilers to be. To be <laughs> he dies in a historic fashion. Yes, uh, yeah, I get it, but it, you know, it, it, it's it's a movie. You're, you you get to say, "Oh, I'm glad he died." Yeah, you sure. And, and I think there is some sort of wish fulfillment where it's like, right. You know, we've all been in terrible relationships. I've been a bad boyfriend a few times, and uh, I've had bad girlfriends Never too. In my life. You've always been a great boyfriend, of course. But Greatest. there are those times when you're with someone and you just can't, you just can't get out of it. You're just like, oh, sure. Just let me out of this. How do I get out of this? Right. But. Uh, you know, I have many times been that Danny where I'm just like, oh, whatever, oh, God, oh, I'm so sorry. Whatever I did, I'm so sorry. Sure. So, like, you definitely do think in those moments, you're like, oh, I wish you would just fucking die. You yeah. just, I wish this person would die. So there is that sort of wish fulfillment where you're like, oh, I wish they would die. But sure. I don't mean they would, I wish they would die. Right. But, you know, but, but I wish they would die. Lots of times <laughs> you'll watch a movie and you're like, this movie is really about blank. Oh, yeah. This movie is not really about blank. This movie is about a scary Swedish commune. Yeah. That's where that's where the horror lies. Yeah. And the horror, if, if you want to say this movie is about something, it's not about what Ari Aster tried to make it about. Yeah. This movie is about how terrifying white people are. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. and old traditions and how creepy they can oh, be. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and not necessarily white people, actually, just kind of like folk. Yeah. Like old folksy stuff, the old ways. People in the woods. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what it's really, that's where the real fear factor is. I mean, Jordan Peele could easily do like a voodoo version of this movie. Sure. But yeah, but, but Jordan Peele, on the other hand, when he's trying to make it about a subtext. Yeah. It really is about those things. That's true. But you know what? I like Ari Oster's movies better. Uh oh. So who that knows? Is... I am just very glad both these guys are making these yes. imperfect movies that you and I can get excited about and then sort of let down by, but yeah. still like their movies and get A excited. A little bit about. of both. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel uh, right, uh, right on the high side of cool. Like, it's cool. I'm glad I saw it. There's lots of cool killings. There's lots of great acting. It's quite funny. It looks cool. I mean, wow. I'm I'm saying a lot of think good things about it. I can't think of a better final verdict rendered, yeah, than that smorgasbord of words you just said. <laughs> I and like with to... that. I'll agree. Cool, kind of funny, yeah. good actorly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Talk. Talk. <laughs> Talk. Bon appetit. I think. I want to say also to you, sir. Okay, right. Bon appetit. Objection. Jesus. Court is back in section. <laughs> I remembered the band that guy was in. Oh, okay. Broken social scene. Oh. And furthermore, I remember the talking point I want to have the most about this movie. Okay, let's talk. So there is... Throughout the movie, these moments where when someone's experiencing pain or sorrow, the entire community experiences it with them and starts kind of doing this kind of primal scream therapy with them. Also, there's just all this really bizarre chanting and very involved, strange stuff. Mm -hmm. Ari Oster had to communicate all of these concepts to his actors. Yeah. And I would pay any amount of money within $1,000. Really? To see behind-the-scenes special features footage of him teaching all these weird Swedes oh. how to, like, simulate orgasms as a group. Uh-huh. Or incredible... Pa- yes. Like, yeah, Sean, just give us some of the weird things. <gasps> yeah, <gasps> everyone goes... <gasps> after every drink for no reason. There's the... Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he had to create this insane folk language yeah. and these weird primal scream therapy moments. Mm-hmm. And I just can't get the image of this little Brooklynite Jewish man yeah. teaching all these big Aryan nation goofballs yeah. to act as weird as possible. Do you think do you think he and Haxon Cloak dude got together before the movie to For- make some of the things happen? Because, I mean, it seemed like a lot of the stuff that was, ha- or some of the stuff that was happening with- When you say Axe and Cloak, you're referring to the music? Yes. The- I-, I think a lot of it's so separate from the music that I can't think that it's that interlocked. Okay. And and some of those scenes are so big and so reliant on these concepts of this weird, like, because, for instance, if there's someone in great pain in this movie, the entire commune just starts going, oh! 
yeah. and writhing in pain. And yeah. then if, and if like, when Florence Pugh's character has these big crying fits, of which she has many, mm-hmm. she spends the entire film frowning and crying. She's sad. She has the amazing <laughs> frowny face. Yeah. She literally frowns hard. She's adorable. Uh, at, at, then, then everyone else starts and just and I he he had to show them how to do this and yeah. I need to see it. Sean and I are special features enthusiasts. We love features, and I love seeing the the directors trying to teach the actors how to act. And I need this in my life, Sean. Can, can I add a sad uh, special feature to our conversation? Absolutely. Uh, Florence Pugh. Yep. Uh, sweetheart. Star uh, of Fighting with My Family. That yes. We saw earlier oh God, that year. was her, wasn't that was it? Her, yeah. Oh Christ! I've seen her be so bad in so many things that this was shocking. Yeah, she's, she's very excellent. good. She's very raw, which I th- may have been harnessed by a good director. Yeah. Props to you again, Ari. Nailed it. But uh, so she might actually suck, but she's very good in this movie. She is dating Zach Braff. Damn. I know. Sucks, huh? This is as bad as when I found out that. Uh, <laughs> Khaleesi was dating Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, they did. What? Zach Braff? Yeah. How do we cancel that guy? A man, I think he's all crowdfunding, so you can't cancel him anymore. If you're crowdfunding, that's how Louis living his life, you know? He's to close the show. Yeah. Let's start a crowdfunding campaign to cancel Zach Braff. Yes. If you're listening, Zach Braff, fuck you, you piece of shit. Garden State. <laughs> and if you're listening, Zach Braff, would you tweet at us? <laughs> yes. Would you give us a five-star review? <laughs> at Food Court Cast. Yeah. Five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, all that good stuff. Yeah. Check us out on Facebook. Sean will respond to you. I will. Maybe? Sean's a very friendly guy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sean's a maybe response. I'm a hard no. I'm a sweetheart. <laughs> bon appetit for real this time? For real. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. Uh-huh. Huh? <gasps>